Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is July 27th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. As you can tell, I am subbing in for the vacationing Dave Biddle this week. Hopefully, we can fill what are some enormous shoes. If you have yet to give this podcast a five-star review on iTunes, if you have not subscribed on Spotify, you are not doing it right. It's time to do it that way. Speaking of Dave being on vacation, we will open up this week welcoming another staffer back from vacation, the lovely and talented Steve Hellwagon joins us. Steve, how goes it? I'm doing good, Dan. I I don't even know if my wife would refer to me as lovely and talented, but... (laughs) What is it like to be an Ohio State football player right now? We know a lot of things have changed. If we do get a season, which we were super hopeful about, things are going to be different. But on this Monday morning, if you woke up an Ohio State football player, what is it like? Yeah, Dan, they started on Friday, a new two-week period. Uh, Up till now, it's all been voluntary uh, weight and conditioning training uh, with Mick Marotti and his staff. Uh, now they're going into kind of a two-week ramp up before the start of preseason camp. And right now they're doing a combination of things. They're doing weight training and conditioning. They are also doing up to six hours per week of walkthroughs on a field using a football. So theoretically, uh, again, probably helmets, no shoulder pads, uh, jerseys, shorts, probably that type of thing. Just walkthroughs. Uh, and maybe some uh, drills type stuff, but uh, really uh, nothing too deep and and obviously no hitting at this point. And then up to six hours per week of meetings, which can include film review, position meetings, one-on-one meetings with players and coaches. So it is a combination of things going on right now. Uh, Practice is supposed to begin a week from Friday on August the 7th. And that would give them roughly a four-week lead-up to when uh, we understand the season is is supposed to begin on September the 5th. We do not have, obviously, a schedule yet. I know we're going to talk about that a little bit. But uh, as of right now, they're keeping these guys busy uh, up to 20 hours per week of activities. They get at least uh, one day per week completely off. And uh, they are still taking it very seriously in terms of COVID-19. We've seen some other schools, Rutgers and Michigan State, have to shut down some of their pre-preseason activities because of 
outbreaks and these kind of things. And, and as we follow the uh, resumption of Major League Baseball, it was the, the Florida Marlins or Miami Marlins yesterday had four guys uh, test positive, and it just kind of raises the question of what's going to happen when and if that type of thing occurs at a college setting. But these guys right now at least are starting the uh, the final uh, they are getting ready to get ready, as my friends like to say, before a big campaign out on the town. And uh, uh, they are getting uh, getting acclimated and getting ready to start preseason camp on uh, August 7th. Urban Meyer weighed in on what he thought a conference-only schedule would look like, etc. In your eyes, what would it be like for Ohio State, and how do you think they'd fare? Well, that is a great question, Dan, and I think that uh, to maintain continuity uh, from an annual standpoint, I think it just makes sense to take the nine games that were already scheduled, and, and not necessarily the dates that they were scheduled, but at least the away and home venues and keep them that way. If they do that, to get to 10, Ohio State would have to add one game against a crossover opponent from the West which would be Purdue, Northwestern, Wisconsin, or Minnesota, in my mind, would be the simplest way to do it. And uh, if you do it, uh, I guess you'd have to do it like a jigsaw puzzle and match up which of those teams from the West needs a road game. So that's kind of the, the touchy thing, I guess, at this point is figure out, and I haven't done the study that deep, but that's what I would do. I think I would probably space things out. Uh, our Bill Kerlick uh, had gotten some intelligence last week that uh, although they weren't scheduled to play a Big Ten opponent until later in the month, I think Rutgers on the 26th of September, by blowing out all the non-conference games and not playing them, they can now schedule uh, from September the 5th to the end of November. I think it's a 13-week window where they can schedule 10 games. And I think what we're going to get probably sometime this week is a tentative schedule. And then as situations warrant, as I mentioned, the Marlin situation, uh, if something like that happened at a, at a Big Ten school, they could cancel a game that week and move it to a, a week later in the season or revamp the schedule one way or the other. So I think we all have to kind of roll with the punches here this uh, September and October because uh, it's going to be a little bit different, obviously, than anything we've ever seen before. But that would be my recommendation. In terms of uh, playing the Michigan game and assuring that it gets played in September or October before a shutdown, I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. I think once they start the season, I think they're going to just continue and roll right on through. I think it makes more sense for the Big Ten to spread the games out over those 13 weeks and build in some open weeks there uh, along the way and have some television uh, inventory for all of their partners for all 13 of those weeks. That's probably the biggest thing that, that needs to be done at this point to maintain the revenue that they need to provide scholarships and contracts for the coaches. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and talk hoops recruiting. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back. Steve, as is customary, you cover basketball, and the biggest commitment in years happens when you're on vacation. So we'd like to thank Malachi at all for that. But Malachi Branham from St. Vincent, St. Mary, did verbally commit to Ohio State. I'm not sure since Holtman took over that we've talked about a recruit quite as much as Malachi. What do you think it means for them to get him in terms of just recruiting and the state of the program? And then as a player, how do you think he fits in, et cetera? Well, Dan, I think it's huge that they added Malachi Branham. He's ranked roughly 26, 27 nationally in the uh, 2021 uh, recruiting class nationally. And that kind of speaks for itself. Top player in Ohio. Ohio has not produced a lot of blue chip talent. So in the rare instances that it does during this, you know, basically all the way back to the Kraft and Sullinger class uh, would have been in uh, 2010, I think, is when those guys joined the program. Um, You know, it's kind of been hit or miss, I think, for the state of Ohio, largely in the last decade. I mean, there have been some – Trey Burke and and, uh, Jackson Hayes and uh, Luke Kennard. Those three guys kind of stand out. There have been a few others here and there, but nobody really that um, is is an NBA caliber type player. And I I don't honestly know whether Malachi Branham is or not. But I think from a psychological standpoint, it means so much uh, to get the state's top player and a guy that you could build around theoretically – And I know the coaches, what I was told by somebody very close to the coaching staff, what they consider to be a dream scenario for them in the backcourt is going forward, Michi Johnson, who's also a 2021 prospect uh, going back to Garfield Heights uh, this coming school year for his senior year. Uh, He's come back off his knee injury. He's been outstanding. Him at the one, Eugene Brown, the third, who is going to be a freshman, at Ohio State uh, this coming season, he'd be at the three, and then Malachi Branham would be at the two. They they think they can win some games and maybe some championships. With those three guys playing together, it would happen as early as the 2021-22 season. I know it's a lot of 20s that I'm throwing in there, but uh, you kind of have to, to, to just take a deep breath and, and kind of uh, keep it all straight. But uh, those guys are coming next year. Uh, they'll be seniors in high school this coming year. Probably both of them will be candidates for Mr. Basketball. We may have one of the best races for Mr. Basketball if we have a season ever because Chris Livingston, who's the nation's number four overall prospect in the 2022 class, he'll be a junior. He and his brother are going uh, from Western Reserve Academy back to Akron Buckle, where they played as freshmen and got to the state final four. So now you've got, again, one of the nation's top uh, juniors to be, as well as one of the nation's top seniors to be in a, with Branham, and then a kid like Michi Johnson who's coming back uh, from the injury looks to be on top of his game. I'd say those guys are the three leading candidates as we go into what we hope will be basketball in 2020-21 uh, uh, for the uh, Mr. Basketball Award at the end of the season. Remains to be seen whether or not Livingston will ever play a, a minute of college basketball. It's a possibility he could go uh, straight to some kind of professional setting since he's ranked so highly. But um, for me, uh, the Branham situation is huge. 
they are out of scholarships presently, Dan, for that uh, 2021 class. But I think Coach Holman is still continuing to track several post players that he hopes to uh, add. They're kind of thin in the post with uh, Zed Key and Ibrahima Diallo, the only two guys there. Uh, would really like an impact post player as well, perhaps, to go in that class. But if a spot does not open, they'll move on to 2022. And as we said, a whole host of outstanding players in Ohio for 2022. Uh, Brandon, to me, just I'll hit real quickly. I hate to invoke this kind of a comparison because it's very unfair, but Jim Jackson, kind of a bullish type uh, two guard that uh, I don't know if he could also play the point like Jackson was able to do at times, but, uh, you know, and I don't know if he's an Evan Turner wiry type guy. He just seems like he's built a little bit more like Jackson, maybe not quite as tall as Jackson. Uh, I think Branham is, is emerging as a three point shooter. I was told he shot close to 38% as a junior at St. V. So if he can maintain that, that would be pretty good. But uh he is uh, an impact player, no doubt about it. And uh, highest ranked player Ohio State signed since D'Angelo Russell seven years ago. He was ranked roughly 15th or 16th nationally when Thad Mata signed him and Kata Bates-Diop, who was ranked right around 30th nationally. So those two guys came in together and both panned out, both in the NBA now. So a lot to live up with or for with Brandon, a Columbus kid coming back home. Uh, lives with his uncle, I guess, up in Akron to go to St. V. He'll be coming home to Columbus uh, to play for the Buckeyes. We would certainly take a second coming of Jim Jackson. <laughs> we certainly appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.